What points do I make? That's a, well, you know, it's like when you're on a roll. When you're on a roll, keep going. That's it. Just do it. Just do it. Just go with it. All right. So, do you do you have any? <laughs> Look, I don't know if I have a direct idea, but let's talk a little bit about what I saw today. I don't have a direct topic. This is all kind it's of okay. encompassing. I like encompassing. I don't really know where to start. First thing that comes to mind is: Do you think that newborns? nowadays are showing up with more health problems than in the past or does it just maybe feel that way because we have more tests we have more things that we're looking for so they might have all things like this have maybe always been there we just didn't really have the technology to find out or just to 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 diagnose it right as the baby is born or children are coming out with more allergies i guess that's actually a pretty big very detailed, very succinct topic. If you I, want to get into well, it, well, there's a there's a bunch of other points, and that was just kind of it, it's really just revolves around health in general, not babies per se. But that's where I'm starting. I feel like there babies are more there are more being born with like allergy, crazy allergies. Like I have a friend of mine that had a baby was born can eat like nine things, and that's it because. This baby was born allergic to almost everything. Peanuts, Every, seeds. all of it, all yeah. of it. So I mean, it's a. And then my other my other friend had a baby, you know, um, diabetes, terrible diabetes, like Yikes. crazy. That's not good. You know, so I, I'm just, I'm, you know, it's we're in that age, obviously, where a lot of our peers are having babies or have had babies or you know have have young children, um, and I'm feeling like the majority of them in my generation. Uh, have some kind of crazy problem like that. The majority, not all of them. Some of them are are great. Um, but I'm just wondering, uh, and when I think about it, I feel like it comes from... Lifestyle choices of the parents. Well, not only that, but I'm talking generation after generation. I mean, just procreating and procreating and new generation, new generations and all of the stuff that we've... And this kind of brings me to our diets and the food we eat and how, okay... I feel like much more people are exercising more now than when my parents were younger. Uh, a lot more people are conscious about what they're eating. It's a, it's a big topic of how crappy our food is in America, and it's very everyone's aware of it. And I see ten to twenty to thirty years from now, it's going to be all health food gross, growth grocery stores with like organic stuff, and it's all very everyone's more aware of it and seeing the problems. And I I I'm just I, what I mean. Chime in here. What do you see? Do you feel that? Do you feel the change happening? Do you think we've been going through generations and generations of just 
the crap we've been putting in our bodies because we well, just didn't okay. know about it. Let me think about this. So I have two points to bring up. Now, okay. I don't know how, how they fit into the argument, but w- one thing is um, of, of your friends, mm-hmm. how many of them are like sweethearts or came from the same state, you know, lived in the same state together, grew up, parents are from the same state? Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I'm not sure. I'm thinking the two that I know are I'm not super close with. I know that, well, super duper sweet. I know that both both of, both of the families I'm thinking of. There's actually a third one that has a, a form of Down syndrome. All right, so let, let me get get to my point. Okay. So the idea is, and I'll I'll take it into just uh, totally abstractly, but I'll bring it in. I'll bring it in full circle, right? So dog breeding. What do you know about it? Not not a ton. We're not professionals, but from from what I know, and I had I had to figure this out. I had had to do my research the hard way. I used to have a dog, as you know. Um, I do. She was a sweetheart. I miss her. She is a, a and uh, one of those bulldogs. So she, you know, they have health problems in general. Right. Right. So you knew that going in. Yeah, they all have just because of the way that they've been bred. Uh, they, they have been bred to have really large heads, big pronounced jaws, very little breathing. Large so they're constantly <laughs> right. like that's their whole deal. Uh, tails that are virtually non-existent and corkscrew into their spine. Right. Like so. In the folds of their skin, they get sores. Yep, right? they, they, mm. Yeah. It gets shmaggy meh. Right. Right. And grossness. All right, so when I started looking at it, if you, you know, a lot of the a lot of the dogs, cause, you know, we're in California. The dog that I got was a gift from, you know, my parents. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And um, she's one of those. She was a University of Georgia mascot doggy. There you go. Now the way that that they breed those dogs because they demand a premium price, I suppose, is because they are descendants of, you know, the original UGA mascot. Dating years and years back, right? right? So, if you compare a bulldog, the bulldogs out here that you would see at the vet to the to my bulldog, that it was my bulldog weighed seventy five pounds, and the other ones are are clocking in somewhere around twenty eight to thirty two pounds. Right, much bigger dog, yeah. right? So a much larger head. My, my her snout was much shorter, and um, what it came down to was that they they down there. Because they're trying to go for that specific look, they want all their bulldogs to be white, right? So they've been trying to breed out the okay. the colors, the you know the the patches, the brown patches, the the tan bulldogs, whatever. Sure, you, you might have a tan bu- bulldog in the pack, but a lot a lot of them they're trying to because the University of Georgia mascot was white, mm-hmm. so you get a lot of selective breeding, right? So imagine. It all happens, all the breeding takes place down, as I learned, in Savannah, Georgia. So, all of those bulldogs are bred in the same place, right? Well, eventually, as you're selectively trying to breed these dogs, you can't help, given that they're very popular, all bulldogs for the most part, uh, you know, in Georgia, a lot of them, there's a lot of UGA bulldogs. Right. Descendants. So the gene pool actually starts to get smaller and smaller. Now you think about how fast the lifespan of a dog and the fact that the dogs have multiple puppies per litter, you can imagine how much inbreeding 
might have gone on throughout right. the course of this selective breeding process in order to get the most pure Aga Bulldog. Well, you bring it out here and the dogs are a mix mash. You know what I mean? You've got right. brown, black, spots. you know, spots, yeah, leopards, mm-hmm. you know, tiger stripes, yeah, okay. crazy crazy variations that you don't see near as much and and they're still full bred, right? They're still but, yeah, they're still they're still there's no yeah. Yeah, English bulldogs, but they're different. Like Fresno State has a, a bulldog as their mascot. And there are lots of bulldogs around Fresno State, but they're not white bulldogs. Makes sense. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. They're just bulldogs. So it, it comes down to a very simple premise, and that is when you uh, – the more you are selectively breeding things, whether there's inbreeding or not, and, and you, you are increasing variation by allowing limited supply of uh, alternate genetic makeup to enter into that pool – <clears throat> but only the ones that have the traits that you're seeking. Right. So, for instance, say uh, I'm Sonny Seidler and I'm raising these bulldogs and uh, I, I feel like I don't want to do any inbreeding, so I'm going to go to Arizona and I'm going to find a bulldog that has the same traits that I'm looking for in Arizona that you would find in, in the Georgia Bulldogs, right? And I'm going to introduce that dog. But the rest of the bulldogs that I go out looking for, they're all going to be Georgia Bulldogs because they have to be Georgia Bulldogs. Right. You have to have that in the lineage. So, what you find is when you're doing that kind of selective breeding, um, that genetic code is very similar. It starts to all of the problems that you had, health health problems that are within that selective group in that genetic pool, all of a sudden get more and more amplified. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So now, all of a sudden, you know, any of the health problems that you had are, are only going to get worse as it goes down the line. Right. So if, if cancer was a problem, you know, or, um, you know, hip, hip dysplasia or, or any, any number of problems that you might have with these animals, you know, the, the more genera- generations of that same genetic pool, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And, and those don't go away. Right. So if, if you take a Georgia bulldog, right. And then you mix it with another dog that was, you know, out of Athens or anywhere else in Georgia. It's still going to, it's still not that far enough removed. There's probably another Georgia bulldog in that new bulldog's lineage. Right. Because you're not going that far outside of the genetic pool. Right. right? So there's always, there's still going to be an extremely high chance that it's going to inherit, have one of the many health problems that they have. Okay. Okay. You follow me so far? Yeah. Okay, that same problem with England. Not to call England a bunch of inbreds, but you know, you, you think about uh, going up through history. You know, a lot of times, you know, Game of Thrones is not is not that far off. There, there was a lot of uh, you know brothers and sisters that were banging each other, right? Because it was the family bloodline, and you ended up with a lot of warped, you know, people who were flipper baby types mm-hmm. because they tried to keep the gene pool as small as possible because they considered it to be royal blood. It's the same general principle, it, and that's why nature doesn't does not agree with with in, with inbreeding mm, right. and and keeping the gene pool small. The whole purpose of us being able to mate is is when we find a mate that is of the same um, genus, meaning 
me with a, an African-American or me with a, a you know, Latino-American, you know, you take that geogra- the geographical differences, but we have the same makeup, right. you know, in terms of our DNA. Like we're 98 point whatever percent there in terms of identical similarities. We can breed with one another. We're compatible because we're so different. When Whatever comes out of that is going to be. And this is the same way it works with diseases, which is why you get all of these hybrids, and they call them superbugs now, where you get a, a mutation mm-hmm. that is now impervious to antibiotics, right? Right, and it's it's evolved because it's it's a totally new thing. Two two things came together that weren't impervious to antibiotics. They started working together. They created something new that was impervious. Well, that's what humanity is based off of. We're, we are one generation away, always one generation away from a major plague. So the only way that we have the ability to, obviously using science now, we're, right. we're, taking, we're doing most of that, what, what should be being done in a breeding process by constantly um, breeding with the next, you know, the next town over, the next town over, and continually doing that and, and spreading out and, and growing and, and adding to our, our genetic pool. We're using science to do that now. So you right. still have a lot of people who, you know, if, if I look back in my, you know, look at my high school, right, there is a very large percentage of people who, uh, I'd say the majority, probably 85% of my graduating class married somebody who grew up in the same state okay. or or one county or one one state over right you know what i mean so they're still swimming in that same genetic pool and a lot of these people who are taking these ancestry tests are like holy shit my, my great 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 grandfather was married to my cousin right to his cousin all right you know what well, i mean who happened to be my wife's cousin you know it right. happened to be my wife's whatever well that might explain a lot right there right <laughs> right so th- that that when you connect those dots throughout the, the genetic lineage that's mm-hmm. where those flaws get ampl- amplified and passed down so when when i came from you know georgia three thousand miles away and my parents grew up right next to each other you know like yeah. they they grew up in the same city same town brother so did my parents yeah, yeah. right so in order for me to, for, for my kids to have the best chance and have the have the healthiest life, I'd, I'm bringing my own baggage of genetic uh, problems. She's bringing her baggage of genetic problems, all of which you're going to have to deal with. But because there was that, you know, 3,000 mile distance between our genetic pools. You're my crossing path, basically. <laughs> yeah. My children that came out, um, there's no crosser. There's no identical um traits where those those two things can can unite and and mutate into something that's amplified that's even worse so we're we're staying ahead by by getting out of our own gene pools our our children are probably going to have the ability to fight local you know bacterias infections whatever that a lot of other kids in the city may come down with because their parents are swimming in the same gene pool they might be much more susceptible to something like that, but my kids might be able to skate by because they're they don't have that uh, commingling of same, right? Right of the, of the same thing that that you know those things have been known to bring down. So we're one you know they're one step ahead of whatever the current mutation is for that particular disease. 
Um, so yes, in that respect, when you're talking about kids having allergies mm-hmm. or kids having these ailments, mm-hmm. right? All of that stuff is passed down, right? It's either an, it's either in my in my experience or, or from what I've read, it's either something that is caused through environment, meaning when the mother was pregnant, she was smoking, drinking a fifth of vodka a day, coal mining, doing you know, doing something that was going to impact that child at, at its earliest stages of development from being able to form lungs properly mm-hmm. or, you know, what have you. Uh, that's case number one. Sure. Right. Case number two is if it was perfectly formed, you put her in a bubble, she has, was well-nourished and... Quarantine until exactly, the Exactly, and then came out. the baby came out. It's what the dad and the mom have. And their genetics get mm-hmm. passed down to that kid, and, you know, they are... It's a soup. You never know which which is going to, you know... There may be something in my genetics. I don't have it. There may be something in my wife's genetics. She doesn't have it, but we both carry the gene. And because we both carry the gene, the moment our son is born, because we both carry the gene, there's a very high likelihood that it's going to trigger in him. And now all of a sudden, he's going to have something that neither one of us have. And it was like a great, great grandparent that had it or something. Okay. So I think that that's a very big part of what we're seeing um, in terms of this amplification, because there's not enough, I hate to say breeding outside of the gene pool. But I think collectively there's a there, there's something a, a case to be made for, you know, finding a mate that yeah you know, didn't grow up down the street from you, right? You know what I mean? Or, right. or 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 did, but you know, moved from England or right. Australia or something like that. So you get that um, you get that mix. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. There's no competition. Um, and then each generation over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean. I'm, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it isn't more. It just seems like it because information is everywhere, and I know more people. And well, that leads yada, to yada, the yada, second yada, the second part of it, which is as I mentioned, the environmental issue. Meaning, while we've done amazing things with science, one of the big problems with that is that we've been feeding. You know, one of the things you see uh, when you go to the grocery store is. This chicken was never fed hormones and right. was never fed antibiotics. No GMOs, no whatever. Yeah. All this stuff. Antibiotics is the big one, right? Because mm. if you're, you know, a livestock farmer and your chickens all come down with a disease and it, it spreads like wildfire, right? What are you going to, how are you going to, you're going to lose your whole crop, right? So they've been for the last 30 plus years, I imagine, or maybe longer, introducing antibiotics into uh, the livestock to make sure that they're healthy and they don't come down with, you know, mad chicken disease. Right. don't even know if that's a thing, but if there was, it'd be hilarious. Right. Um, so if, if that, if we know that's the case, guess what we've been ingesting? Yeah. You know what I mean? We've been, we've been ingesting all of those antibiotics. Our, our generation right. has been exposed to for every uh, bagel bite, you know, Campbell's suit, processed chicken, yeah, everything oh that has chick- chicken or protein that sits on the shelf, and or the Tyson chicken fingers, the Foster Farms chicken breast, mm-hmm. the you know whatever it is, Kroger brand, this or that. You, you know, we've been ingesting antibiotics for a very long time, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of antibiotics don't work for our generation. 
simply because it, you know, right, they've, right. they've been rendered ineffective. That's why they always tell the doctor always tells you, I'm going to give you a series of antibiotics. We'll see which ones. Yeah, but work. don't take them. But, you know, it, it, once you feel better and you've run through the series, be done with it. You know, you can't just stay on antibiotics all the time. Otherwise, if you take them too often, when you really need them, they're not going to work. Right. Right. So that's where we're running into a lot of these problems. And I kind of feel like if, if, if you're the person who's, whose blood is ripe with, uh, rife with all these antibiotics and your wife is the person whose blood is, is we, we've got all of these antibodies in our system because of all the food that we've been eating. Um, it's going to, with our offspring, it's going to produce a product that is, I'm not going to say ha- has a, a weaker immune response than the parents would. But I imagine well, that the, I imagine that's gonna that that, that could theoretically play a, a a large role in it because you know quite well, I think so for sure quite honestly it's starting off already being susceptible to things that you know its parents would be susceptible to due to the fact that they they those antibodies that they've produced are, are have basically been rendered worthless so right you know they don't have the ability to produce those antibodies on their own because they were pretty much already present right so the body just assumed hey that that part because you're living in a in a body that has all of those antibodies present i'm on not a gonna, regular basis i'm not yeah. going to mm-hmm. develop that system within your body i'm going to underdevelop that system that would create the necessary antibodies to fight it to fight naturally. it so when you come out you you know you're born you don't have your your immune system doesn't know doesn't have the the machinery to create your own antibodies, right. which means now all of a sudden anything and everything out there that could threaten you is Will. definitely going to do so. Right. I think the food goes back. Yeah. Our generation, our parents' generation. I mean, what? Microwave come out during our parents' generation? Oh, yeah. And so what was that? We were eating microwavable meals and from the, from the freezer for the first time. I mean, you know, it was just I a I think the thing. chef. Chef boy. Yeah, R.D. R.D. Oh, man, those meatballs. I have no Still to this day, don't know what I was eating. Yeah. <laughs> ABC, yeah. my little bucket of ABCs yeah. with the with the meatballs in it, and you're just kind of like, "What is this? This could sit on the shelf for four years, mm. no problem." It's it might as well be a McDonald's chicken nugget. Ex- mm, I think it's yeah. Who knows? Uh, who knows? <laughs> you, you, you can give the chicken nugget a little bit more credit. I might. <laughs> well, maybe. You know. I mean, I bet if it was vacuum packed, it would it would last as long, or, right. or put into like a can and sealed up. But like these, some of right. the canned goods from the past. You know, SpaghettiOs yeah. and like that. Anywhere you had like meat product inside of these things and they're like, hey, best by 2030. Right. You know, and this is an 85. You're kind of thinking to yourself, well, how can that last? How can I, I don't know if a yeah. piece of, I could put it in my freezer for that. Yeah. It's still going to be bad. Well, you've seen all those McDonald's burgers that have set out for a few years and just look exactly the same. Yeah. Those little tests. So, okay, all that makes complete sense. And then my what I was going to jump to from that was, okay, like I was saying in the beginning, we got all these health food stores that are popping up now. They're all, it's yeah, there's all, a new one right here. I was this just look. over there checking it out during lunch. And, yeah, I mean, that's that's becoming the, the more popular of grocery stores. That I, has, but is new. Uh, you know, the electric cars and maybe our air quality might change over the next years because that brought it up over there. That's a new health food store, grocery store. And out front, the parking spaces – I keep hitting the microphone. The parking spaces right out front have charging boxes for your electric car. Of course. So now it's like 
pretty soon parking lots instead of gas stations, right? Parking lots are just going to be like, okay, you just park. It's charge, another reason to come park here. And charge, park and charge. Another reason to shop here because right. you can That's charge. Start you, popping up. Yeah. People are working out more. We're getting electric cars, so sustainable, sustainable energy. I don't know if that helps with our. What we I think that's. In every I, day. Think, I think that's an inevitability. So I'm wondering what our health looks like, 50 years from now, when it's almost all natural foods and it's just sustainable energy, and and uh, I don't know. I mean, the breeding is still there. It's still in our systems. I don't know if there's any way to like. Clean Actually, up, that's clean that's up. tapered off significantly. Um, and I don't know if that has to do with financial, you know, if you look at, if you look at the financial, uh, you know, hierarchy, I guess, in terms of the generational inequality that currently exists, but the millennial generations having children later and later and later in life, not that they're not going to, but I mean, they, they, you know, where my, our parents probably had them at at age 20, 25, we all decided Let's wait till 30. Let's do it until we're 30, 35. You and know? now you're older, you're smarter, you're more developed. Right. A lot of them the are kids. waiting for marriage until they hit later in life, too, just because they, you know, they don't want to go through the same, you know, starter marriages and divorces that the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the parents did. Um, so I mean, there's a there's I think there's a lot of education um, that is hasn't been noted or hasn't been respect like people you know the older generations who put out these reports on fox or cnn or whatever talk about the millennials you know not having their shit together like i I think they're bypassing in a lot of cases um real evidence to the common sense you know that that the millennial generation is is implying imploring um the we're they're trying to not make the same mistakes they're trying. They're trying not to take risks where it's unnecessary, and right. they know what they can. You know, they they realize, hey, if I can't afford to do this, then I probably should wait. Right. You know, versus our parents, which just going at it, just like yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe I'm 22 years old. Let's have five kids. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, I probably can't afford this house. Yeah. Let's go ahead and put a down payment on it. Right. The bank will give it to me. We'll figure it out later. We'll figure that, yeah. And there's something to be said for that, but there's also something to be said for the, you know, the the generation that's saying, hey, maybe I should know what's in my food before I eat it. Right. Why should I trust, uh, trust anybody? Trust this restaurant <laughs> right. to have, have have my best interest at heart. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I think that, you know, credit deserves to be granted in that direction. Because they get, you know, millennials get dogged on a lot. And uh, I think in this respect, they're actually pretty smart around top of the ball when it comes to a lot of these things. Right. But, yeah, as far as the, the, the children and breeding is concerned, like, we're we're going to have a very tough time. And nobody's – I mean, I think Japan has this problem. I think China has this problem. Because they had a uh, – China's had, like, a restriction on how many kids you can have. Oh, yeah. I re- that's right. I think it's like I read two, that. two per family is yep. the max. And were they were they killing – another child if you had another child beyond the max really it wasn't that I, it wasn't that extreme was I'm it i'm not gonna make any kind of uh, assumptions, assumptions of <laughs> or, or throw my hat into the ring as well i wasn't sure if you had more information on i just that think by rule, law, law i think by law that yeah they have that in place mm-hmm. but the problem that they've seen is that like you know the birth rates dropped off significantly right uh, as a direct result of this and you know once the baby boomers retire and leave the workforce they're gonna have a real you know glut in terms of available workers you're not going to have near as many people oh i see 
because this has been going on for years and years, decades. So right. it's but like they're overpopulated. That's why they're doing no, they're it. overpopulated <laughs> now. Right, right, uh, and that's because all the baby boomers are out there have have the jobs and, and whatever else. But once they all start retiring, they don't have a you know they were the ones that that didn't have the ability to have more than have two more than two babies. Uh, Gen X, same thing. Uh, so it's just you're gonna and we'll, you know we may see that turn around as well once the baby boomers all start retiring. I feel like the job market's gonna open up pretty significantly. Um, you know, it, it, given the fact that Generation X and and the Millennial Generation have been having far fewer children than the Baby Boomer Generation, right? Said uh, right. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I mean, as far as how what it might look like, the not as large of a well. Ask yourself this question: In your family, how many parent, how many children did your uh, parents have? Two. Okay. How many children have you or your sister had? She had one. Okay. So generationally, gone down fifty percent. Yeah, just in my family. Alone. Just in your family. In my family, they had there are four kids, mm-hmm. um, and then I have two. My sister has one. My other sister has two, and then my other sister has three. So we all have two kids, right? Between each of us. So generationally, it's been cut in half. Wow, yeah, my dad's, my grandparents, my dad's family had four, and he ended up having two, so yeah, 50%, uh, I know, and then his brother, he only had one, uh, and then his other brother, one, and then his sister had two. Yeah, and it's just, if so long as That's you've got this, you have just enough to replace you and your spouse, um, you have enough kids just to replace you and your spouse, then... You know, there's if you just simply do the math, right? Of all those parents, like of our generation, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a probably thirty percent of them are gonna drop off because of drunk driving accident, you okay. know, getting a disease early, yeah. uh, you know, life, what have you. Life happens. Yeah, before before sixty years old, thirty percent of our generation is gonna. Something will happen. Something will something will happen, okay. and then you'll have one party, one one person leaving the workforce, right? right? And then you have that second one, which by the time they hit sixty, right, now all of a sudden they're going to start thinking about retirement, and they're going to start leaving, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden now you've just got the the two children that are coming in that are entering in the workforce. So are we going to have enough children, given the fact that We've we've cut it fifty percent. The millennial generation at this point has cut it by like seventy percent. Well, yeah, wow. Meaning, if you think of the, all the millennials out there currently within that generation, we're Gen X, but millennial generation, we're having fifty percent as many kids as our parents had. Millennial generation is having like thirty percent, right? Okay, as many kids mm-hmm. as our parents had, and most millennials don't have you know a lot don't have children. Like, haven't moved into that phase yet. There's a much smaller percentage than the Gen Xers. Right. So, well, you know. Well, yeah, that's interesting what will happen over time with that. Well, yeah. China's our, our Petri dish. They're yeah. going to tell us exactly what happens. Work, yeah. You know? And a lot of people are saying that it's going to cripple their economy just because they don't have, they're not going to have the ability, they're not going to have enough bodies to put into the position, the jobs, you know? If, if you're a booming economy, 
you know how, how long is a can you count on a, a a generation between the ages of 55 and 75 let's say mm-hmm. to work on a, building a new high-rise you know what i mean or or work in, in infrastructure or work on building roads or work in you know running businesses and you know, whatever else like eventually that group of people is going to have to stop working Right. So you're going to have to have an equal amount of bodies unless you have fewer amount of bodies, but they have the ability to do twice as much work. Right. But they they don't. But then there's a lot of times when we're like, yeah, there aren't enough jobs. That's what we have right now. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is that you've got all the all the baby boomers that are, you know, basically not interested in retiring. Right. That, yeah. People are retiring later and later and later in life. Most, a lot of people are saying the reason that retirement, the retirement age has been pushed back is because of the current financial climate, you know, meaning mm-hmm. we're $23 trillion in debt. Mm-hmm. Most people are working paycheck to paycheck. A lot of people had their nest, you know, baby boomers had their nest egg and their retirement and their IRAs and whatever else, you know, everything got wiped out in, in 2008, 2009. And they're just trying to get back to square right. one. Right. Right, so it's basically like wiping ten years of your life off. So that means they have to work another seventy-five. They got to work another ten years. They yeah. would have retired at sixty-five if all had stayed right. on the level, but now they got to work until they're dead. Right, and they're not giving up their jobs if they don't have to. Right, um, simply because they they need it. Right, and I brought this up before, but I think you know. I mean, I think baby boomers are going to be more. Most of them are going to be forced into retirement simply because they. You know, while they may want to work, no one wants to see a bunch of seventy-five-year-olds on the road, right? Trying to get, trying right. to get to work, right? And That's interesting. I mean, I feel like we're also living longer, right? I mean, people are as as new generations are coming along. Isn't that been isn't that been proven that it seems like people are living a little bit longer? Yeah, and we seem a little bit younger in our thirties and a little bit younger than our forties. Thirty-five is the new twenty-five. I mean, yeah, and it sounds like a joke, but I really feel like that's well, it is the case mentally because people are waiting. You know, twenty-five is when people are getting married and having kids. Now it's kind of thirty to thirty-five, so it really is kind of the new twenties. But I, I feel I don't know. I don't know how our parents felt when they were thirty. They felt horny as fuck. They just wanted a bone. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they wanted to do. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, I, I always I kind of bring up every time we talk about a topic, Rubbles. I bring up I bring up technology in the future, and that, that to me is just the, the most fascinating. Where where are things? How is it going to look? And seeing the changes are going. So that's why again I brought that up today, thinking of the health and the health in our society. Well, and, and that I mean, if you wanted to move into the futurist point of view, uh, a lot of the things that you were bringing up, you know, allergies and stuff like that, you know, with genetic editing, there's, they're already working on the ability to, to simply make these, de- remove these genes entirely or just simply turn them off. Right. Right. Make them dormant. Cause so if you look at our genetics and you go through like the code, we have this we have genetic uh, genetic code in us that dates back millions i mean to the back when we were mushrooms right you know what i mean like that code is all still in us we've just been building on top of it as we've evolved right it's gone i mean when we were plant life like that's how far back our genetic code goes right so there's genes inside of us that you know would manifest a tail or scales or feathers or flippers or Okay. You know, fins. Right, right. You know, 
any number of these things, we just they're just simply dormant. They're just turned off because we've evolved past that. Right. Right. So they don't manifest. Mm-hmm. So through genetic editing, they have the ability to turn off genes in our system that could be detrimental. Now, is that I'm sorry to interrupt, but is that part of like you hear that you're allowed? They have the ability to kind of help you decide if you want to, if you're going to have a boy or a girl. You, that's the easiest. Yeah, that's the easy. That they, they started there. <laughs> yeah. They just got to, they just got to take a sample of sperm, the donor. Yeah. And, you know, get rid of anything that's got that's, two X's. That's crazy. You know, crazy. if it's got an X and a Y, you're yeah. in. Yeah. So that's the easy one. I mean, yeah, it's super expensive, but I mean, right. that's the, that's, I mean, if you could eradicate, like, and this is maybe the way to cure cancer. Mm-hmm. meaning they may not ever have the ability to cure cancer. Right. Right? If you're born this way, you know, if you were born, this is your genetic code, you can't cure cancer. However, if they can take an embryo, a viable embryo, and genetically edit it to turn off any or, or make dormant any gene that would cause cancer or manifest cancer, You've just cured cancer for that gener- for that generation of people, right? You know okay. what I mean. Yeah. And same thing with allergies, mm-hmm. height, dick size. Fucking <laughs> take your pick. You'll be able to. That sounds like a scary time. You'll be able to create if you got the cash. You'll be able to edit. You'll be able to say, "I want blue hair, blue uh, blue eyes, <laughs> and blonde hair." I gave or, birth to a Smurf. I you know I want I want this or I want that. I want you know I I want muscle tone i want you can you'll be able to say this is what i want right and everything lay it all out and they'll be able to go in and edit that and you're that's what you'll get it's gonna be they call it the super baby you know yeah so it's it'll be superhumans and super babies in the future it'll be it'll be interesting but more from a health standpoint if if they have the ability to do that now that they're trying to think, and this is where you get a lot of these apocalyptic scenarios like World War Z, right? You know, or Twenty Eight Days Later, something like that, where mm-hmm. you know someone's got all the best uh, intentions. I'm trying to cure cancer, and the way that I've decided to cure cancer is by using a virus, right, as a delivery mechanism that can po- figure out where the cancer is, go in. And attack those cancer cells. Right. Right? And deliver its payload. Using the virus, virus can go in and attack healthy cells and leave them in the same format. Right. Leave them in the, in the same state that they were. But if it finds out that it's cancer, if it, if it attacks and, and finds out it's a cancer cell, then it, and it kills it and obliterates it. And they've been talking about doing this forever. Right. And they get closer and closer and closer. But the problem with that is if you get just one thing wrong you know right now all of a sudden you got a virus that that can attack and all maybe it, it kills cancer but maybe it also converts every cell in your body into a raging maniac right you know right. when you start bleeding from your eyes and chasing people down in the streets and eating their brains <laughs> right like it could very well be that way right you know our, our cure for cancer is what is what levels humanity and I think that's, you know, that's the science fiction currently, but it's also the a very real possibility if you've got a bunch of people in a garage trying to mix up. Right. They, trying to be the next one. Trying to edit, trying sort. to do gene sequencing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there we are. Well, uh, I'd be interested to Did I answer your question? No, that was good. 
That was uh-huh. good. Yeah, nice talk for sure. Can't believe this came from me. Think her mom did too much LSD. She's skinny like a twig. At least her nuts are big. But the placenta is cuter than she is. Damn, that's an ugly baby. God damn, that's an ugly ass baby. I can't take her home today. She'll scare the dog away. Cause damn, that's an ugly baby. She's going full recline. Yeah. Like right into my I mean right into my knees. And and that's a pet peeve. You expect them to, I can't to to cramp themselves at just an extra bit just to help make you feel better with your flight. I can't, I can't be mad at them for doing it. Right, but but you, it's a peeve of meaning like a pet peeve is something to where it's like it's anybody's God given right to do, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it just kind of drives you crazy. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So here's that's, another. That's a good one. Here here's mm-hmm. another one that, that I was thinking about. Somebody who has a, just an insanely dirty car. I mean, not on the outside, on the inside. Like when when you they're like, "Hey, man, I'll pick you up. We'll go, or whatever." And mm-hmm. then you go to get in their car, and there's like fast food bags mm-hmm. from months of you know whatever, and tr- empty cans and gum in the little you know cup holder. Yeah, their ashtray is full of like lollipops and stupid shit like that, and you're just going, "This is." gross yeah like i feel gross riding in your car but you don't want to say anything you're just like skip me from a to b as fast as i can right yeah that's that's also a telltale sign of uh what kind of person that might be right you think maybe how's their house look dude i know some people who are super super nice and super smart they're just dirty right they just roll dirty my mom was like the had the dirtiest car on the planet as far as I, i i mean i've seen worse yeah. Don't get me wrong, but like growing up, she had a station wagon, and it's gotten cleaner as like you know she doesn't doesn't have kids, yeah, she has grandkids, so. right? But I mean, she just doesn't, and, and like people who don't take care of their stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, you're like, hey man, pop on some music. And they're like, yeah, there's some CDs in there, and you open it up, and it's just like a bunch of CDs that are just like stacked on top of each right. other with next to the razor blades and the screwdrivers, you know, and you're just like, dude, you're ruining. <laughs> these your brain you're, they're gonna be worthless right so and then you know then, then you get in there and you're like man is, oh, it skips yeah it's always been that way i think it's my player no dipshit it's the fucking it's, way you yeah. keep your cds right you know get one off the, the floorboard over there you know where your feet are right like, that's my favorite one Let's yeah pop that, pop that you know yeah. come on dude good luck yeah i'm the same way I, I, that also comes down with people who are a little bit more organized i think or like things in their place, or maybe OCD a little bit. I mean, I am. I like things in their place. I like I, and pet peeve of mine is like someone who you're maybe living with and doesn't put things back. Yeah. My dad gave me that one when I was little. If I used a tool or something like that and I didn't put it back, man, he was not okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah, because it just means hey, when I when I want to use it, it's not there, and I got to go hunting for it. And you don't. There's no way you're gonna remember where you left it. Right. You know. So I'm. Like I say, it's forgivable, right? But at the same time, you're just like, eh. And a lot of people have pet peeves when it comes to other things, like, um, you know, uh, I want to say sex habits. Okay, it's another one. Like somebody who has to have the lights off, or has to have the lights on, or ha- has to wear their <laughs> socks. You know what I mean? Something like so, that. 
Yeah. There people who don't like change like there are there are certain people, uh especially the younger bachelors who who don't, you know, they try and max out their laundry use. Right. So, you know, oh, I wore this t-shirt 3 days in a row. I'll just flip it inside out. Right. And you're like, "Oh, it it's doesn't not, stop the fact that it, you know, it's not how not putting smells, the dirty side on the outside. It smells heinous, <laughs> heinous, heinousness. Heinous. Oh, another one. People who and we, I live in a, you know, I live in a town where, um, yeah, a lot of people have dogs and are walking dogs and stuff like that. And I think LA is the same way, like picking up after your dog, watching someone who lets their dog take a dump on the street or like on your driveway or in your yard or whatever. And is on the phone or just so it's just so self important at that moment to where they're just like okay let's go buddy. Well yeah I mean I got even worse. There was this one kid walking his dog. He must have been new to the neighborhood not too long ago, like within the past few months. And I'd see him walking his dog and no phone, no nothing, just letting him poop, letting his dog poop and walking on. I'm like, you didn't stop him? No, he he'd was... be like yo 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 yeah yo play yo see this over here see yeah. this. See yeah. that right? Hey, yeah. right. See that right there? See how it smells? <laughs> See, now, I would if I was in your neighborhood. And the worst is when somebody takes a dump like on your drive, because we don't have yards, a lot of right. our stuff. So Yours would be even worse. So somebody imagine. takes a dump like on the street or like in, a, in someone's driveway. And then so one of these cars who's trying to back out or whatever, runs over it and just kind of smears it all over your drive. So you have no choice but to step in it at some point. Right. And you're just right. going, oh, and it's it's so bad. Right. That brings up, uh, I learned a lot about, you know, beyond tradition, why some How people- How much have why, you learned? Why some people, you know, kind of require you to take your shoes off when you walk in the front door. My wife does that. I hate well, it. I'm telling you, dude, if you do any research on a- any kind of, like, the, the kind of germs you carry in from the bottom of your feet, then you might think twice. It definitely made me start thinking a little bit. I mean, you walk into bathrooms or things like that, and you know, Kaylee, my friend, she 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 uh, she does it just you know because it, you drop something on the floor. Oh man, I was whatever, hoping you were going to be like that. she has a horror tale where she got like dysentery. Yeah, no, <laughs> from walking in with her shoes on, right? And she was in the hospital, went into a coma. It was bad. No, like, it, if you've ever thought about you, you should now do it. That it will kill you. That would make for better podcasting. For, well, yeah. Next to, <laughs> note to self, make up a story. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, I kind of like the no, the no shoe rule. Um, but I don't know. Well, it kind of blows if you have like, like a hybrid rule. Meaning like, hey, if your family, take your shoes off. But if we have company, it's all good. nobody respects the no shoes policy as company. They're just like, oh, I'm here. Hey, how are you? And then they're tromping around. And you're like, why have, why have I been taking my shoes off for the last three months right because <laughs> right. now what's the difference does it yeah. make i'm gonna have to get everything i mean your shoes are very easy to put off and put it back on mine are <laughs> yeah because I, I mean I'm, I'm barefoot all the time 90 percent of the time yeah, I, wear, I wear my uh, my work sandals yeah but that could be a pet peeve for some people going to someone's house where like hey take off your shoes okay the other Not thing me, the other thing i hate probably more than any are people who well first off don't respect your property Meaning like, hey, can I borrow your um yeah, your power tool? And you're like, Yeah, sure. And then you see them using it and they're like dropping it on the ground. You know what I mean? Like not even not placing it, like dropping it or like, you know, using the wrong bit or or you know, basically just treating your thing like absolute shit. And they're like, Oh, it's a power tool, it's supposed to take some abuse and you're like 
it's my power tool, and I don't want it to take any abuse. Right. I, wa- I want it to work next time right. I pick it up. <laughs> You're borrowing mine because yours is broken? Is that yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. No. Or you simply don't have one. Right. Um, and then the other is, um, you know, people who, who borrow stuff and, and you know, break it, like, to a point where either it's totally broken and they just take no responsibility for it and they're just like, oh, sorry. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Right. This just happened. I'm like, oh, right. well, I'll just let you run my little, my son's remote control boat, and you drove it into a wall, and it sank and broke, and now you're like, sorry, man. Yeah. And it's like, well, what are you going to do to, you know, he's unhappy. I'm a little unhappy. Are you going to do anything to make me feel better about it? Right. And it's like, I he's mean. Like, can't you just build another one, man? You I mean, got all that stuff. Yeah, you, know? you can, you can, why don't you, just, you know, you can <laughs> fix it. You, you want me to fix it? I'll, I'll fix it. He'd be like, no, you've done enough. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, or somebody who, like, uh, so. Um, there's somebody who shan't be named, but uh, uh, a relative of mine who always uses the uh, at the lake whenever the families have lake houses and stuff. And whenever and this kid lives close, so he gets to go, you know, do the lake experience anytime he wants. Now, there's no definitive proof that this is the individual who did it, but it's definitive enough due to his track record okay. that this is actually this this is the only one because he's be. the only one who's there to do it to, yeah, to yeah. ride these things everybody <laughs> else is not uh we only you know we have our you know we have our own so we don't um we don't use the other other ones right but he uses the the family ones and and uh takes his friends up and they jam or whatever now so he we were up there and the one time that we did because we had some some folks up uh, a year or two ago just to come and enjoy it and we you know my, mine was out of service or whatever and so i was like okay you know, want to borrow these, go over to use them. And like within the first two minutes of, of driving, like you're in a, you're at an idle, not right. even going like <laughs> right. two miles an hour before you get out. And all of a sudden, like a, no, a knob on the, uh, or the, the latch, the plastic latch piece that holds the storage com- compartment lid down just snaps right off. And it was rigged. Yeah. And then it <laughs> springs open. And now you're riding around with this spr- this compartment lid that's spring loaded that's just up the whole time. And you're yeah. like trying to close it. And so I'm like, oh, man, well, it was in, it was when I was was in charge when I was using it. So obviously I went online. I found the OEM part number and bought the exact same brand new part. And next time I was up there, I got it fixed up. But what made me mad is that that and it's a, it's just the same way that I, this particular person typically always operates and it's like oh man i think it's busted um here get some glue or some tape or something and get it to a point where it just doesn't seem like it's broken so the next person who uses it thinks that they broke it right so i don't have to take responsibility for it at all yeah (laughs) i hate that yeah it drives me crazy because it's like dude you didn't you don't invest you get all the benefit but none of the responsibility none of the headache of, yeah. of it all and and then you know it, have you ever had a, a party and someone has decided that they were going to use way too much toilet paper oh yeah and they clog the can yeah right and then every subsequent person who kind of goes in there just is like goes in it and yeah get is like oh it's clogged turns in it starts i don't to... want to be the one who gets blamed for it right so i'm just gonna gonna go and put the lid down so nobody notices and it's like nobody wants to claim it until it actually becomes a problem and then everybody starts pointing yeah I, yeah the one guy is like hey i gotta fix this thing right. pointing fingers or whatever right. and it's not like somebody laid it laid some you know massive 
two ton deuce in there that choked the system. Right. It was it's, there was some chick in there most likely um, who dropped sewer rat or or you know what that is? No, it's a used it's a used oh, yeah, 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 pond. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. called us the, the the my plumber. <laughs> Referred, he's like, man, you that one? yeah, he's like, man, you should watch out for them <laughs> sewer rats. I said, what is it? He's like, it's one of the girls drop it down there. They don't even think twice, man. They just drop it down there, and that's what happens, and it clogs up the system. And I'm like, oh, that's God. That's, that's bad. a good one. That's bad. That's gross. <laughs> it's like a uh, sewer mouse. And then, because uh, it's got the white tail. I said, oh, that's gross. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's one of that, or but from, from my experience, women tend to use a whole Not lot of toilet, meaning mm-hmm. like, and maybe they're in there crying or fixing up makeup or whatever but i mean whatever reason they're not using the typical amount they're using way too you know and maybe they're just going pee or n- numero uno right but they choke the system because they use half a roll of toilet paper while they're in there right and then all of a sudden it's th- the guy who does come in and take it drop a deuce it gets clogged in there two hours later it starts to look like a porta potty yeah like, it's bad and then here? well then you're the embarrassed host who's like oh sorry my bathroom's out of commission right now yeah because there's like all of you guys, all you strange asses who touch my toilet seat, right? Mm-hmm. You guys clogged it. Yeah. Now I got to deal with your excrement. <laughs> How fun! So you don't throw parties anymore? No. <laughs> I don't, not like... that not that every anything I ever threw would be defined as a party, right. as my sister once once told you. Baby sister said the yeah. any party he throws is like a retirement home bon, vi- bon voyage. What? It's like so sad you're dead, but. You know, one thing that really, really gets under my skin, another, it's another roommate kind of thing, but I, I just happen too many, too, too often where people will eat their lunch or in front of the TV or their dinner and on the couch for the TV. And then just, you'll find little chunks of mac and cheese in between no, the cushions. They just shit. literally don't take their plate and just leaves it on the coffee table and they're just, then they go about their day. And I'm telling you that, oh. that bothers me so much. I do not understand that concept at all. <laughs> Like, how can you just not deal with it? <laughs> I don't yeah. understand. That's, a, that's, that's when you that in the roommate thing, you me. just move into the whole plastic fork, paper plate situation. Right. And just start throwing just, everything away. Yep. No more. I'm not washing your dishes. Yeah, that kills me. And plus, yeah, dishes that dishes pile up when thing, somebody yeah. doesn't do that. Um, man, my wife is great about that. She's kind of anal like you are, so yeah. she's always doing Yeah doing that stuff and i don't even i don't do it not because i haven't tried before but because i always get reprimanded for not doing it the right way, yes meaning like i have uh-huh. a system and your system the way you, you pile so much into the dishwasher she's like i'd rather do two loads than the one load that so you're they doing. all get really clean yeah <laughs> what however system. she does it well that's you know that just lends itself to like women how you know women will say oh you know he only hears what he wants to hear or no no you pretend not to know how to do something right because or the way that they they like it so you they, you don't ever have to do it like paying bills right <laughs> hate doing that yeah <laughs> can you do that from now on <laughs> yeah well that maybe that that wouldn't work <laughs> no no she's like well you know we got to pay for it i'm like oh but um, you do it so much better. Right, exactly. Can't you pay for it better than me? That works with no? some things. Yeah. Shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you don't have a way you like doing it? You don't? Like, what's the problem? Yeah. She doesn't like You're just so either. much better at it. Right. Uh-huh. Thanks. I'll tell us. I'll do that, do that you, part. Yeah. <laughs> driving, though. Mm. Uh, long distance driving. I always get saddled with, because uh, I like to ride with the... Uh, in the back with the kids or whatever, you know. Oh, that's what she yeah, said. Yeah, and then she complains about, like, getting car sick. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Yeah. No, no. No backseat driving. No. No complaining about being car sick. Like, if you're in somebody's car and they're driving, they choose what's on the radio. They choose, mm-hmm. you know, like, don't tell them how to drive. It's rude. She doesn't. She didn't get that memo. Yeah. At some point in time in her life, she totally skipped that class. Um, yeah. But you would definitely rather drive than have her drive, probably. Well, I feel like it'd be safer. Because she most of the time like doesn't pay attention to things, okay. like she'll do ten. Th- she, she that's another pet peeve of mine. The fact that she and and many people and I'm just gonna say it's the the women in my life, but uh, there are dudes in my life too, where their focus is not on what you you know what what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to say, oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of this thing and I'm gonna I'm gonna fix it, or you know, and maybe it's a chair has broken right and you're like i can fix that and they're like no no i got it and while they're trying to fix the chair you notice that they're talking on the phone with the, a relative while right. at the same time trying to watch the kids while at the same time you know like favorite programs on yeah the TV. exactly <laughs> just totally distracted and you're like you put it on backwards yeah <laughs> gotta be it that way don't be pissing our faces but yeah it's one of those things what where, is that <laughs> what is that boys oh, jesus what oh shit what oh <laughs> uh, goodies <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and then you get the same old excuse that comes around where it's like, um, I know how to multitask. And I'm like, no, you know how to not focus on one, (laughs) your job. That's what you know how to do. Like multitasking doesn't mean that you're giving 100% of the attention that is needed to accomplish your task, right? Mm -hmm. Multitasking is what you do when you're on autopilot, like when it's not important and you're, you know, right. watching a TV show, breastfeeding, you know, filling out a form. Right, right. You know, it, like that's multitasking. When none of the shit you're doing is actually really that important and it's everything that you do. Yeah, that, that, that's when multitasking is okay. Not cool to do multitasking when you're trying to, you know, put Build your, something put your or tire, fix something. you know, right. fix a flat tire on the highway. Right. You don't want to be multitasking at that time. <laughs> right. That's a moron's venture. <laughs> I, I got it covered, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I guess back to pet peeves. Well, yeah. Um. I don't like people who don't contribute. Ah. Uh, That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Meaning. Is it the one showing up, the one that shows up to the party or to the. To the gathering without anything? Yes. But not just the one time that you can forgive. Oh, right. It's you know what like I mean? You expect them to. Like the guy who always shows up and never brings anything. Mm-hmm. The guy who always says, hey, let's go out to dinner and then disappears before the check comes. Right. The guy, you know, the, and I always say it's the guy. Sometimes it's it's the girl. You know, the guy who always says, let me borrow something and then doesn't give it back to you for six months. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that kind of uh yeah. like the non-contributor the the entitled non-contributor oh right especially this is my favorite i'll venmo you bro bro and you're like do it now right i want to see you do it because that goes that 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 thought will come and go so fast oh yeah and then you they think oh he'll forget about it i mean i pay my i pay my you know my my barber through through venmo and there was one time I was like, yeah, because he doesn't have service, so I don't actually connect, and I pay him right after I walk out the door, and yeah, 
a day went by. I was like, oh man, he didn't even hit me up, but I ended up, you know, getting it to him. But yeah, that's one of those things. Dude, that, the, you gotta, you gotta be on that shit. Otherwise, yeah, you're. Yeah. Well, I've been going it for a long time. It's the first time that ever happened, so it's it's all good. It but... shows. He's he does marvelous work. Yeah, well, he really does. He does a good job. Um, um and then uh, well, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's definitely that's definitely a pet peeve. And then uh, another. Well, I, I don't know. There's a, the, another one. I guess it's kind of touchy, but it's just manners in general mm. right people who don't have manners right and so like if if you go out of your way to do something like it, it, like when i say hey man can i can you give me a ride today right i'm always like thank you for giving me a ride of course you know what i mean you know thanks for picking me up thanks for you know giving me a ride home or th- thanks for this thanks for that um anytime somebody kind of does a favor for you if you don't acknowledge the fact that you know they're doing a favor for you and you and you show them mm-hmm. that you appreciate it somehow it's uh it just drives me it insane. just leaves you bad taste in your mouth well, yeah because you're just kind of like who the fuck does this guy think he is yeah you know exactly. like well, how can you how can you live your life that way like dude yeah. i just picked you up at the airport you know what i mean yeah and all you had to say for me was maybe i'll see you while i'm in town mm-hmm <laughs> Right. You know, or, uh, hey, I'm coming out and I'm going to go see, you know, I'm coming out to see everybody and you come and then, you know, you you hang out and drink all the food and eat all the dinner and do all the stuff. And then your other friend comes and picks you up and you leave and you're like, okay, I'll see you guys on Sunday. You're like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, what's up with that? Yeah. You know, or uh, for me, family dinners. Uh, going back now because the family so everybody's got their own thing going on. So when we all get together, you know, my mom always makes a big deal like, okay, well, you guys are in – this family's in charge of dinner this night. This family's in charge of dinner this night or whatever. And I don't want to sound like an ass, but sometimes you're kind of like – and it's happened so few times. But the times when it has happened, I've been kind of like butthurt. Not butthurt, just like, what's going on here? You know, because maybe it's like – I want to want to really over contribute, I guess. Right. I want to be the guy where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, it's my night to do dinner, so guess what we're doing? And this is a family of twenty, you know, it's twenty people you're cooking for. But I'm like, let's do a steak tenderloin. You know what I mean? Right. Like, to me, I look at it like on a per head basis, and I'm like, okay, there's twenty people. I should probably be spending for my one dinner for the whole ten 20, days because right. everybody else is going to be feeding me at least you know twenty five dollars per head. Right. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. I mean, that's fair, right? So you're looking at what? For, well, for twenty people, that's what a thousand dollars, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're saying twenty five ahead. Twenty five ahead for twenty people. Right. Right. So if you could get out for a thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Or it's maybe five hundred dollars. Yeah, twenty five and four. What? That's a hundred bucks. So eight is two hundred bucks. Sixteen is. Yeah. Four twelve. Yeah. We're horrible at math. That's pretty good. But what, whatever the case is, if you're looking at it like, well, I'm gonna spend twenty because that's what it would it would be less than that to go out mm-hmm. and pay that check. So if you're cooking at home, you know it could be a little less. It could be fifteen. It could be twenty. But you gotta be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, the best that I can. So that's you know my, what I'm thinking. Like, let me put my best foot forward because this is a vacation. The whole family's together. Let's do our best. And then the next night, it's another another dude's thing, right? And he goes out and picks up, like, a Chick-fil-A thing. 
right, for you know right, right. Co- cost them 180 bucks it's a big box of, of chicken sandwiches of, and fries of poppers and like fast food and like his per per head cost ends up being under five bucks and i'm just kind of like did you enjoy last night's meal yeah. motherfucker? <laughs> like you you went seconds and thirds bit like right what's right, up right why are you getting so cheap on you know like on your portion of it yeah you know so just uh yeah different types of people i can't get pissed off do you think it's upbringing we're all different we all have different like you said we all have different things that bother us and some people they don't think about it the way you do or i do about things that are pet peeves to me because it's not a thing to them yeah but i just you know you want to know the playing field right, right. and you learn pretty quick we all learn pretty quick really oh this is the kind of guy you are okay yeah but that's the, the thing that's the playing field it's right. like if i knew i was getting on the plane and everybody was going to be kicking their shoes off Mm-hmm. I'd dress appropriately. You know what I mean? Like I'd roll in ready to do it. You know, if, if I right. knew everybody was going to cheap out on dinner or whatever, like that'd be what everybody, we, same thing. We'd all be eating, you know, Chick-fil-A or Mickey D's every night of the week. Right. You know, it's just a fast, f- fast food the whole time. Um, you know, like if, if I knew that it, it was going to be like, you know, one, one, everybody was going to be lame about it. Or, or somebody was going to be breaking my stuff if I let them borrow it. I would I would know the moment that person said, hey, can I borrow your power drill? I'd be like, yeah, sure, man. Hey, while we're at it, can I borrow your car right quick? Right. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? I'm going to take that motherfucker off-roading <laughs> and come back and be like covered in mud. Right. I'll leave the keys in your mailbox, bro. It's going to be cool. You know, come back. What would you do in my car? I'd be like, nothing, man. Where's my power tool? <laughs> He's about that. <laughs> I did tell you I was going like camping, right? Right. You know, so yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I would, I would rise to the occasion of being a shitty person if I knew that that was kind of the the standard, the, standard. the, ba- the base we're all working on. Sh- if you're going to be <clears throat> shitty, let me know so I can be shitty too, so we can both be shitty and we can get what we pay for. But I don't like the idea that I'm the guy who is, you know, you're you're shitting on me. Right. And you're walking away like, what a great time. And I'm going, well, yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. Right. It was obvious you had a good time, you know, <laughs> not for everybody. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. If yeah. we could change that, if there was a pill, should have been a pill. That would get rid of us having any kind of. Uh, it would get rid of being a shitty peeves. person. And I'm a, <laughs> a, hey, a pill for shitty people. Yeah, called Prozac. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I can be a shitty person too, but I'm, but in a different way. I think right. the way I'm a shitty person is because uh, I have expectations that are too high sometimes. Right. Of uh, in certain things, like sometimes my expectations are super low, and people have higher expectations of me. And I'm meaning if it's like, "Hey, man," and you've experienced this with me. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, we're playing a show in Culver City, and we'd love for you to come out. Right. And I'm like, and then when I when I didn't have kids and stuff, I'd be like. All right, let me think about it. Of course, it's a, like a 22-minute drive or Absolutely. whatever. Mm-hmm. and But, you know, everybody else, all, all the rest of the friends of ours, you know, they're going to show up. But me, I'm going to be like, oh, it's such a pain in the ass to get in the car and go and do this. I'd so much rather just stick to my routine of going out to the local bar, going and doing whatever I'm going to do and not be – and I'll miss out on that good time, so it's kind of a trade-off. But that's a shitty friend. Like, that's <clears> – that's, that's yeah, being shitty. I never really looked at it like that, and I'm lucky I feel that way. Like, if anyone ever showed up, I was just like, oh, man, it's great. But if they didn't, I never, you know, the support 
I always felt the support one way or the other from all of my people, you know, whether they showed up to the shows or not, that was never a thing. But yeah, I hear what you're talking. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And as far as like, you know, my expectations of, of other people, you know, I, I can get pretty shitty towards other people if, if they don't live up to my expectations, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, I hate people who are late. Oh yeah. It drives me insane. The late, the the the, the always late people. Yeah, like the that, one who's I like, I'm, "I'll be, you know, give me five minutes and I'll be ready." And you're like, "Okay." And then twenty minutes go by and you're late and you're like, just sitting there. Every minute that gets cl- further away. Mm-hmm. Imagine that commercial where the egg is boiling on the plate. That's what's going on in my head. Oh, God. Getting more and more fear. And then <laughs> imagine the drive too, where you're just so mad and no matter what comes out of their mouth, you're like. I want to I want to murder you yeah. right now because yeah. you're an embarrassment. I hate the feeling of being late. So I on behalf of somebody else's bullshit, they couldn't get ready. Absolutely. And then they're like, "Well, it's your fault. We're late. You were doing. You know, you could have been ready two hours ago." I'm like, "I was ready on time, ready to go. You had all, yeah. and you keep talking about how you had all this stuff to do. Uh, you know that you couldn't do it. Yet I see, you know, you're eating popcorn on the couch for an hour and a half watching. You know, why not? Why not? Right." Be prepared. You knew this is happening. Right. Why, why are we late? Lateness yep. is a... Ugh. I'm very I'm very punctual. I never understood the whole always late person. Oh, dude. I was never late to the old gig. Yeah. I, I never got called on the carpet for being late. And if, if I ever was, it was due to a fact that there was actual like traffic or something. And I would always call in 10 minutes before I was supposed to be there and be like, I'm going to be coming in late. It's never the case where I was like, oh, sorry, my alarm didn't go off. Well, all this seems like it should be obvious for people to, to people like us. That's who, why I'm a dick, though. Right, I get it. Yeah. I'm a dick you're because like, really? my, my expectation is that you're going to respect my time right. same way I respect yours. You're going to respect my things same way I respect yours. You're going to, you're going to respect my contributions mm-hmm. by also contributing when it's necessary, like quid pro quo motherfucker right like <laughs> right <laughs> do unto others exactly so yeah that's where that's where i have hang-ups i think you and i are on I the just, same I page with that kind need of thing go to a doctor and sit on a couch and <laughs> air all my bullshit just air, air your grievances just be a here's what i hate about life here's my problem with <laughs> fucking people with people with everything yeah. all right good talk yeah, Russ. that was a good one She smiles, I find Shane McGowan comes to mind It makes me want to cry When I look into her good eye I always wanted kids Is it wrong to hope for SIDS? Feeling. You feeling flow of, of being plugged in? Plug Arishus. Alicious? Arishus. Yep, that's always been the that's been the the thing for a while. Are you wired? Are you wired in? Are you plugged in? Are you online? Um, and that actually brings me to what I wanted to discuss today. Fantastic. Um, and the idea, based off of what I just stated, are you wired? Are you wired in mm-hmm, to the mm-hmm. game? Are you plugged in? I'm with you. All right. Everything. In the next 10 to 15 years, most likely, from what I can see in terms of these the roadmaps that are out there with these technologies, is that 
most everything that you see that's wired now is going to go wireless. Okay. What does that mean? What does that mean? What What's wired now? All right. So just for a second, think about the technologies that you're currently seeing popping up. So let's just say it all kind of starts with the biggest marketplace. Okay. The biggest marketplace right now, mobile phones. Right. Okay. Uh, how many iPhones have you gone through since 2008? Mm, More than a few. Yeah. Okay. You ever found yourself having to constantly change the uh, charging cable that you have or oh, not having the right the one? Time. Well, they just break. They, they just break. They just don't last. But in other cases, new technology. They change shape. Mm-hmm. New technology comes out and you need a brand new adapter or you need a new a new cord because it's the old version and now it's USB-C or now it's lightning or now it's right whatever they choose to do. Same thing is happening with Samsungs and the rest of them. But w- the biggest advent, I think... Um, was when they when Samsung came out with wireless charging, and it uses the same technology as uh, those those stoves. They they it's uh, basically uses electromagnetism, right, to generate heat. Oh yeah, you're talking about the flat stoves that the yep, coils, right? Exactly. <laughs> so they don't you know t- you touch them they're not hot, um, and they can they use that to stir up electro- uh, the electrons within. Whatever the the magnetic material you put on top of it, whether it's an iron, cast iron, or uh, copper, or something along those lines, very effective. They're using that technology and all the new wireless chargers, right? So now instead of having cords around your house, just charging platforms, you have pads, Mm -hmm. right? I even saw my sister's car. She has one of those Honda Odysseys, you know, the minivan for chillins. Yeah. She's got uh, a built in wireless charging pad on her little center console and on her dash. She just simply can lay her phone down and it will charge her phone. Wow, okay. Okay. So when when we consider all of the devices that are currently out there that require consistent attention, there's more than a few. Yeah. Everything you want to plug in from your phone to your your iBud whatever headphones. Uh, yep, all my earbuds have been uh, mini USB. All right, so now imagine being able to simply set your laptop down. Right. Okay? That's step two. Mm-hmm. Okay? So everything can be done with pads. Right? Next right. next phase, imagine pulling your car into the garage. And charging your car. And rolling over a pad. Uh-huh. Okay? Now, another thing. Now, these pads have to be plugged in, so there's obviously still wires around your house. This is, this is where it gets fun. Okay. Something... Recently came out and is based off of uh, an idea that Nikola Tesla had way back when. It's not a new concept by any means, but in terms of execution, um, and it's basically the problem with the idea was you had uh, efficiency problems. Meaning if you were trying to transmit 100 watts of power, you would only be able to receive or utilize 15% 15% of the power that was transmitted. Okay. So there's a lot of wasted power, mm-hmm. right? So what you want is 100% efficiency. You want 100% of the energy leaving the source, making it to the receiver, and making it into the into the apparatus right. device you're <clears throat> trying to charge. Wireless electricity. Okay. Okay? Think about it. 
Think about the implications of what wireless electricity are going to look like. Sounds dangerous. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but truth be told, it's not um, It's not any more dangerous uh, than wireless what, we, internet. what we're currently dealing with. Well, wireless internet right now, if you've got a super-duper powerful router, mm-hmm. so for instance, one of these routers that's rocking 5G and you're parked right next to it, much like I am <laughs> right now. Right. Um, you know, it has the ability to alter your DNA. It's electromagnetic radiation. Right. Right? That's what happens when you get um, a very a very high bandwidth, meaning multi-band, so multiple uh, streams within, okay. that, within that band. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're varied. It, you know, they're... they're it sounds like, I mean, like it's it's just moving it, it yeah, at rapid pace, but it's it's just ones and zeros essentially. Um, but it's so varied that it, it's it's not consistent, right? Power, right. on the other hand, when you're talking about electricity, the frequency is consistent. It all depends on the amount of power that you want to use. So, you know that I think they they measure that in ohms. Okay. Um, but the idea being that you've got a specific frequency that you're producing, um, an electrical frequency, and that's what determines your voltage, right? So you don't want to have high voltage spikes, low voltage spikes. That's why you have surge protectors, right? That just means there's a, a big spike in the in the in the wave, mm-hmm. right? But it, for the most part, it's pretty consistent. So I wouldn't imagine that that would be uh, as big of a health concern for people as what we see with the you know range of information that's flying through 5g networks right right because those are just basically emanating an extremely powerful transmission with tons of mixed signals running through it versus a single signal um this being being from one area to another with with an exact destination it's not um it's not sending out a signal in an omnidirectional fashion for instance Power, right? If I wanted to generate power mm-hmm. uh, through wireless electric, th- through wirelessly, I would say, okay, I want to send power from point A to point B. So I'd have a transmitter and a receiver, and I'd position those two in that exact type of space, and I'd have a, a relatively, you know, unobstructed line of sight between those two points. Okay. Versus wireless. Where you could be anywhere in the room, I could be anywhere in the room. You and I could go. Yeah, you, know, you could go to the bathroom. I could go down the parking lot. You know, mm-hmm. and so, so it's just sending out a signal like a like a radio tower, right? Right. So there's a much higher chance that you're going to be <coughs> hit with with those with that transmission, those signals from every single direction, as opposed to a very focused, um, singular directional one spot. Basically. Yes, exactly. Um, and you know, obviously once it locks in, it's just, that's what it does. So it, it hopefully wouldn't affect anybody around it. Kind of like looking at a power cable, you know, you're just containing everything within a one line. Right. You know, so in this case, you just, you'd set it up and it would figure out where it is and it would beam directionally into, you know, beam electricity directionally into that thing. You could, we could walk through it, wouldn't disturb the power. Uh, but that would, you know, and it wouldn't harm you because right. you're just walking through, like walking through a laser. Obviously, if you sat there with a laser, 
pointed at your skin for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're going to get some problems. Right. <laughs> but if you walk through a laser, it's not going to hurt you. Right. So it's that general principle. At least that's the idea what I'm getting in there, using all sorts of, of cool things like, um, you know, acoustics, the power of acoustics, wow. the power of resonance. Yeah. So I'll be very interested to see. Science. What, yeah. Well, you, ke- you keep telling me, like, I love these. I do. This is great. Future-based this conversations. I would love to eliminate all of our wires <laughs> really think, you don't like it yeah. you don't th- you don't you think it's unsightly is um, that that's what i'm getting from you uh, obviously everybody does too <laughs> oh, so you're saying that people are snickering behind my back about how many cords i have around me no I'm not. i might about... as well wear an outfit made out of cables <laughs> you're right <laughs> i mean you have you have quite a few but i'm in general i'm not talking about just your cord cables i'm talking about all cables but yes if that's if that's the way we're going i'm excited about that for sure yeah you don't see any potential problems with that? Well, I mean, you just sort of laid it out to where there wasn't any kind of real health risk. Well, there's way super duper health risks with the 5G towers that are that are going in place without any consent from the general public. Okay. So the telecom companies are putting those in for profit, and uh, there, there's scientific evidence to support the fact that it does scramble DNA the closer okay. you are to a 5G tower, and considering they have to double, triple, quadruple the number of towers because when you're operating at 5g i don't know if you've ever used one of these routers with your phone no i don't think so okay well when you walk outside if you walk across the street okay you'll be able to from this window pick up a signal from our router oh oh, no i have i've definitely connected to our office right your signal out there is going to pick up the 2.4g right right so the lower number the lower the bandwidth right the longer the range but once you get into 5G, or sorry, the, the yeah, the, the, the lower, the less amount of information that you're trying to, to be able to transmit back and forth, mm-hmm. right, the longer the range can be. But if you juice that up, right, you're putting all that power into something that creates multiple bands, but creates m- multiple throughput, more bandwidth. Right. You can send way more information. It's super fast, but it cuts the distance in I you see. Know, in half i see so they're gonna up the speed but they're gonna have to up the amount of a total towers. total number of towers right and because these things have so much power they they use so much power you basically they're just gonna be putting everybody in a microwave <laughs> oh yay yeah well they must have thought about this huh? well okay Let's let's go one second one additional step further further than that when you get your phone when you open up your phone, it's got the brand new packaging. Ever noticed how it's got, if you read, um, nobody ever does. Right. But if you open up and you read the little pamphlet in there that talks about your new phone, every new phone, I always look at it to see like, okay, well, let's just see what everybody else isn't reading. And it states very clearly, and they, I think they have to by the uh, FCC, that not only is this thing going to pick up transmissions from wherever, meaning it's obligated to if if something comes in it's going to pick that signal up if it's gov- like government mandated or whatever but it also says never have phone ne- never hold phone more than what, like 1 foot 5 inches from your body to your body like you should always keep your phone at a distance right. of at least 1.5 feet wow reason being every single one of these phones comes with a 300 milliamp lithium ion battery pack uh that when the phone is running it is discharging 
a lot of energy, right? So you've got heat um, dissipating. It's creating an electromagnetic field. But worse than that is that you've got a GPS transmitter and receiver uh, or receiver. Right. You've got a um, well, no, it's a transmitter too. Um, you've got a Bluetooth transmitter and receiver. You've got a Wi-Fi transmitter and receiver. Dual band in most cases. Uh, you've got near frequency. Have you looked in anything related to like, you know, beaming, airdropping, or near frequency channels? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know airdrop. Or near frequency communications. Yeah. Okay, so that's like if you ever use like Apple Pay or mm -hmm. Samsung I Pay, have. and you just basically tap your phone to that thing. Right. It uses NFC. But at the same time, they've also figured out you can use NFC because you're talking about proximity that's right. so close. People are using that to steal credit card information. More than that, that right? you can send large video files in an instant oh, okay. by tapping one device to another. Right? Mm -hmm. it, it just because you're it's, it's that it's in such close proximity. Now, if you're keeping all of these features on, now that's not to say that. Since we live in a surveillance state, they're not probably automatically turned on for us by, you know, our telecom communications or Google or whoever, you know, Apple, who just wants to monitor whether we're sleeping or taking steps or whatever and constantly report back to the servers. Right. And they need their location stuff on for that. They need Wi-Fi connected for that. True. So, um, and then, oh, I forgot to mention, the biggest transmitter aside from Wi-Fi that you have on your phone is your cellular that's the whole point. You got the phone, right? Right. So now you're talking about 4G and 5G transmitters. <clears throat> okay. So that that's in order for your cell phone to reach the nearest tower, it's got to it's got to send a it's got to be powerful enough to send a signal far enough for it to reach that tower. Right. Right. So it's there's a lot of electromagnetic microwave like microwaves that are coming out of your phone, which is why they they say don't put it in your pocket unless you want a third nut and right. you know, don't well, hold you use a Bluetooth headset or earphones or whatever. Don't hold it directly to your face, um, which most people ignore anyway, but it's, it's the same general principle. You know, when you're talking right. about these towers and you know, you're, you got one sitting on top of your local supermarket, you know, it's not just our DNA that, that gets scrambled. It could be anything. Um, oh, right. You know what I mean? Animals, whatever. Yeah, what you're saying. your dogs, uh, right. you know, the, the I, I don't know how it might affect food. If anything, it'd probably cook it. Yeah. You know, but that that's more or less what we've got. And if you, you look at these little charging pads. Right. Right. It's like having a little oven. Uh, I would be shocked because I think the total uh, power output capacity is something like... Um, they have the, the 10 milliwatts, but they also are 20, 20 milliwatts, I think, at this point. for fat. You know, They're always trying to say, hey, put it down 20 minutes, you'll have 50% battery right. from zero. Right? So they got to have some juice, a lot of juice. But a lot of the little ones, like the first gens, were all like you know, 0.5. Um, oh, yeah. Something small. What does... Does iOS have one yet? Does Apple? You can't charge your iPhone wirelessly yet, can you? Yeah, the new ones you can. Wireless uh, charging. Right. <laughs> but like I was saying, I would I would be shocked if you uh, if if there was if you had a copper mug, for instance, and this would be a pretty interesting experience or experiment to see just if it actually worked. I might mm -hmm. try it later just to see. But put some um, 
put some cold water in it. You know, put put water with a couple of ice cubes in a copper, like a Moscow Mule style copper right. copper cup, mm-hmm. and put it on top of one of these wireless chargers. And what do you expect to happen? I, I bet it melts the ice in a matter of moments. And if I think it starts heating it up, if you get enough, if you keep it on there long enough, it, it might actually feel warm, re, like real warm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because it it it's, it uses the exact same technology as those, does those stove tops. So, I mean, it stands to reason that these that we're basically walking or, you know, we're putting these things in our house. Right. And if, if you've ever wirelessly charged your phone on a on a wireless charging pad and mm-hmm. then picked up your phone, the back of your phone is hot. Right. Right. <laughs> it's all hot. Like, so, uh, yeah, hmm. I, I think we're dabbling for convenience, but I don't think you think that might be a little too far. I think that they're going to have to come out with better new clothes that shield us oh, <laughs> from all the microwaves maybe. that are around us. a I new mean, a new new type of helmet and and hat that we all have to wear well i mean i think you and you and i have touched upon in in conversations in these topics like oh okay what health and right and living forever and eating right and you know like how do we live longer how right. do we cut down the aging and so blah, blah, blah. what yeah. if we come to find out that you know and this is something i always tell myself when I'm, i've been really bad to my body yeah you know like i go on a binge drink week sure. weekend or do do something stupid i always when i have that come to jesus talk with myself i'm always like dude science may not save you in time right and it's just something you have to just do it because yeah. most most people live their lives thinking well, they'll figure out how to cure whatever. Right. Hell, they can 3D print somebody's heart now. Why? You know. Right, right. Like, uh, 20 years, I'll be good. I just got to make it to to when that's possible. And then it'll be cheap and everybody can, they'll be giving them away. Right. Like, no, they won't. Yeah. Like, it's not going to work that way. And what we make also come to realize is that all of the modern conveniences that we've come to enjoy so much are mm-hmm. actually completely detrimental to our counteracting health. yeah <laughs> all of the shit that we think we're doing right yeah. you know if we if if you know if you go home and you are you're having your fresh kale mm-hmm. blended mm-hmm. you know super food smoothie right and eating your brown rice and right. sticking to a healthy diet and then uh talking on the phone with the phone pressed to your ear you have your 5G wireless router so that you can you can watch your Netflix, and then you put on your Nike electric lacing shoes, right? And then you run outside next to a bunch of 5G towers. I don't give a shit what you're eating, putting in your into your body, right? The environment around you is so toxic that you're not even paying attention to, right? Right. Right, and you can't see what it's doing. You to can't you. purify yourself from the inside out if the outside has got more against it, more to say, yeah. or has more influence over your overall health than you know what it, you can only eat so much. Right. So, if, and plus, if everything that you're eating, if the hopes are your your cells are going to maintain and be healthy, like cool, but the twenty four hour a day exposure. You know that you get. I'm sorry. It's not going to help you. Just a lot more time <laughs> damaging your cells from the outside in. So it, you know. So the point is now to have a perfect, healthy, 
eating and exercising regimen. So when we do get into this time, this period when everything is, that's the norm, you last longer than everybody else who wasn't getting into shape and ready for it. And <laughs> or you, you, could, you could create the most perfect, by eating right and exercising, you could create the most perfect healthy cells that because they're so perfect and healthy, they are damaged. You know, the DNA right. gets scrambled by these towers, but they're so perfect and healthy they, healthy, they replicate faster than all of the others. Right. The damaged ones don't replicate near as fast as the healthy ones. So there you go. Okay. You happen to mutate. If you're a healthy dude and you happen to mutate the wrong cells, boom, you may have a real problem on your hands. <laughs> yes. But if you want to know how to outlive all this stuff, you, you know, move, move out. You live around a lot of trees yeah, and running water. Yeah, go somewhere and... where <laughs> you're comfortable with, yeah. a, you know, a 3G or 4G cellular signal. And, and live and, your life. And that's where wired internet really is going to matter. Like Right. When suddenly we can't do things that way anymore. Well, when suddenly the, you know, study comes out and says, you know, cancer rates have gone up. We're killing ourselves. 65% in the last five wow. years because of this. So now we have to take down all the towers and it's going to be like, oh, well, how am I going to live now? Right. You know? Right. When we start taking luxuries away, we're like, we thought it was great, but now you guys can't really have them anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Sorry. We don't want you to die. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, we, were, we fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> you remember, did you ever see the documentary Who Killed the Electric Car? Yeah. That was crazy. With man. Ed Beagley? Years ago, and they they sold these the electric cars, and they came back like uh, whoever has one has to give it back. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it was discontinued, or yeah, it pulled it from the market. But yeah, it, it's a uh, I don't know. It's an exciting new world, but it's also a terrifying one. Yeah, and you know, the, one of the biggest like I guess investment opportunities of of this generation. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, aside from like the new ways we're going to do finance you know through like a cryptocurrency or the new ways that we're going to change the automotive industry or the new ways that we're going to communicate um and build virtual worlds through like ar and, right. and virtual right. reality right and, uh how we're going to consume content and all these things um it's the most the, the advancements they're making in the most simple of things that go kind of go unsung so like they call it the holy grail and it's like batteries that can store just an ungodly amount of energy i did hear about something and one of them is uh that. tesla just bought a company that it's did this and they're tesla. using um super capacitors as a means to store the energy all right so capacitor on like a battery it's like it stores short bursts like you can you can load you, you just basically load this thing up uh, with electricity, right? Much like you would a battery, um, but when you discharge it, it, you discharge it all at one time. Got it. Right. It just unloads all of that electricity. Right. Um, kind of like the flash in your camera. Okay. Like you ever use a flash with your phone? Sure. It sends a jolt of of electricity to the LED. Right. Okay. Right. Well, but in traditional cameras, that's exactly how it worked. They would send that jolt of electricity, uh, and it would give Flash. you. Yeah. And remember, you would hear when you were charging, like the old old cameras, you had to. Yeah. It'd be like a high yep. high pitch. Yep. That was yeah. the capacitor, getting 
right. getting charged up. And then when you click the button, it, it unloaded everything. So they're using supercapacitors in conjunction with, uh, you know, the current battery technology is a way to figure out how we might be able to advance battery technology to a point where, you know, capacity is right thousands of times higher than what it is currently. And we also have the ability to tap in at a higher rate because that's another thing. Being able to charge something and discharge it yeah. at high speeds is and then be able to regu- have something that kind of regulates that. You know what I mean? That that's that's the key. You can't it takes you forever to charge your phone. Right. And but or excuse me, it takes you an hour and a half to two hours to charge your phone. But your phone will you can talk on it for four. Four hours. Yeah. Yeah. You get twice as much. Okay, so the ability for us to fill up the battery versus what it takes to drain the battery, like it just discharges slowly than it right. than it absorbs. So they're trying to figure out a way to where they, they can basically fill this thing up in, in terms of electricity in no time and then discharge it on, on a graduated scale to where you can you can maximize. So imagine mm-hmm. being able to take your Tesla, to the charging station, fill it up in four seconds, and then drive six hundred miles. Yeah, wow. That's the that's the goal. Okay. That's what they're going for. Yeah. So anyway, they're getting closer and closer. It seems. Yeah. Well, this is a this was a good. I don't know. I feel like this was cathartic for me. I just wanted to talk about it. Future tech. Yeah. It's all about what I've been interested in. So good on you. All right. Fuck you! It's my fucking baby. Then the doctor calls me in Mr. Lynch, she has a twin (laughs) Bam, that's a good-looking baby One for two on the good-looking babies I almost start to weep Now this one we can keep Cause that was an ugly-ass Damn, that's an ugly baby Come on, everybody, sing along Safe fuckers, come on! Damn, that's an ugly baby. Woo! Damn, that's an ugly baby. She's got one good tooth and one ear and one eye. And thank God just one nose, but it's on her left eye. Now, doctor, I'm asking you guy to guy. Would a really, really, really late term abortion still fly? Oh, no, my baby! Damn, that's an ugly baby. Damn, that's an ugly ass baby. Thank you. Good night.